Hello again. I'm Steve Longo, and I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Rock and Roll Show and Tell, coming to you from the No Gloom Ballroom. Okay, here we go again. Another drummer. Oh, you know how it gets when I have my brothers in the house. And this is no ordinary drummer. This is somebody that I've known almost my entire career. A very respected, well-recorded, and well-thought-of monster player, Bobby Rondinelli. Now, Bobby's played with a few groups that you might know. Blue Oyster Cult, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, Quiet Riot, Black Sabbath, The Lizards. I mean, it's a big list. And Bobby's an amazing player. Ever since the earliest days on Long Island, you always heard the name Bobby Rondinelli. It's going to be fun to catch up. So here we go from the No Gloom Ballroom. It's rock and roll, show and tell. See, it's saved. Yeah. If you're lucky, I'll remember and tell you the rest of it later. No. Hey. How are you? Good, man. Good. How are you, Steve? Good, man. What's shaking? Uh, just keep them busy, thank God. Yeah, right? I mean... We were talking the other day. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. I've got some, some crazy. In fact, craziness just happened today. That's like you know how it happens, right? I mean, doesn't don't you just get the call and it's like holy Christmas? I gotta. And hey, man, you know, well deserved uh, for you, my friend. You're one of the real guys, and um, I, thank you. Uh, but I, I noticed, you know, Angus. Uh, sent me the pictures and I saw the green sparkle Ludwig set. Is that, am I right? Oh yeah. Oh man. When I used now, I was a Slingerland kid, but when I would go down to Sam Ash, which was right in white plains, they would give me the catalog and I, and the double set. I don't know if you remember the double set was always green sparkle. And I was like, Oh God. And, uh, and you got it. So I feel better now. Yeah, no, I got a, I got a bunch, a bunch of vintage Ludwig kits, and they, they actually just sent me three weeks ago a new kit that's killer, gold sparkle. But I got a bunch of the vintage kits too. I that's a, stuff. I didn't realize that you were, you know, that. Oh, I mean, how would I? I, I didn't know that you were. Uh, I when you when we were talking about the uh, kit for the studio the other day on the phone. And you told me about the three ply and this and that and the other thing and what not, you know, that all the records, that was just an amazing thing to me, you know, and because back then, and I don't know about you, you know, my first set was sling on set. Um, I, I had no idea about any of that stuff. Well, I mean, most of the bands that we dug growing up use Ludwig drums. From That's Zeppelin, true. everybody loves Zeppelin. Everybody loved the Beatles, Grand Funk, Humble you know, Pie, Deep Purple. I rest my case, and it keeps going. You, you know what I mean? A lot of the bands. So I mean, that's the sound that I grew up loving, and, and uh, even if they were using something else in the studio, to me it was Ludwig. <laughs> yeah, but I, I get that. I mean, I, I really do get that. For you know, for me. Um, I love some of the things that they that guys did back then. Um, 
but I was about, you know, for me, it was about having my own thing and it, my thing developed over years and this good fortune and that thing. And it just, you know, because I, I don't think I've used, well, that's not true. When I was playing, touring with John, I used a double heads on, I had a graphite set of Grover with, you know, resonant heads, but all those rat race years, that was all those melodic toms. It and, worked great. It worked great. You know, it's, uh, that was, I, I still remember those gigs, man. That band, that band scared a lot of people, <laughs> me, me included. I was like, oh, my God, listen to these guys. Uh, it, was, man, it was incredible. I, well, you know, we can. And I Thank you, bro. I mean, that's and high praise because I know where you've been and you have, you know, my respect. Uh, it's, it's amazing to me what we were a part of back then. What I remember, whenever I hear your name, I remember Railway and Gun. Oh, yeah. That's that's what comes right up because first of all, who thinks of a name like that? That was a cool name. Railway. That was a very cool name. And um, and I, you know, I heard about Bobby Rondinelli, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. seventeen. I was seventeen when I joined Railway. Yeah, man. And it was, uh, and and so that was that was that the first band that you were, you know? Well, that was the first. You know, fairly well-known Long Island band, Real Wayne Gun, absolutely, because I had just moved out from the city, and it's crazy because my father was buying something from my brother at Sam Ash, and he heard Angelo Gallo, who was the guitar player and the leader of Railway, playing, and he says, oh, I like the way you play. Where are you playing? I got two kids that play, and we went down to see him play at the Gaslight Palace in Smithtown, and... um I got up and jammed, and the yep. next day they all came over my house, drummer included, because Ralph Sorge was a, wound up being a good friend, but he was getting bronchitis, and it was hurting him to play. So he said, you should check out this kid. So they came to my house, and I got the gig the next day. It was crazy. That's amazing. I, and I'm telling you, man, that's what – that's absolutely – I mean, certainly I, I, you're, I associate you with a lot of different things, including this. Are you ready? Don't let don't let it be said. I didn't have your baby commercial. No, check us out. Oh you're, yeah, you remember that? <laughs> was that Nam? That was Nam. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that was you, Nico, me. Uh, I guess we're near the Pisces thing. I think we were all doing. Oh the- yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. But yeah, man, I mean, that's just, I, I knew I had that picture and I had to find it. I just had to, you know, I had to throw us back. Unreal. You know, Nico, I know Nico a long time. And when I first joined Rainbow, the Piesty people asked me to come to the factory and stay a night. And we stayed at Bobby Lizer's house and Nico was there. And I got the bedroom and Nico got the couch. Now... That's when I was in Rainbow, and he was not in Iron Maiden. If it was today, I'd be on the couch. He couldn't get the picture. But Nico's a great guy. He's been a Piesty guy forever. Oh, I know he has. And I, I've seen, you know, I mean, obviously I've seen a lot of the, the talks and the demos and stuff. And I, yeah, he has. And the truth is, I loved Piesty. I go all the way back with Piesty to the black-stamped 2002s. And when they first <laughs> It's kind of, I'm kind of not ashamed, but when they first came out, if you remember, if you broke one, they replaced it for a dollar. 
Do you remember that? By I don't remember that. Man, and and so on Monday, I'd come in with five symbols and five dollars every freaking Monday. They must have loved you. <laughs> you probably loved me. But they honored the day. It, it stopped pretty quickly after that, but it was like, you know, uh, but I love those symbols. What do you play now? I've been Pice- with Peisty for over 40 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're great symbols. They treat me, the company's great. They treat me great. And I, I know what I'm getting. You know, if um, if I order something, it's going to be so close to the one I just had or broke. I mean, yeah. other companies make great stuff, but none of them have that kind of consistency. Well, I always loved Peisty, although I've been a Zildjian guy, like, you know, for almost as long as you've been a Peisty guy. Um, listen, you know, you find your stuff and it's, uh, it, it's got to work. It's a marriage between well, us. And- well, like with Zildjian, if you got a guy that, at the factory that knows you and knows what you like, you're good. Well, yeah, exactly. You know what and- I mean? But with Peisty, you could kind of, if you want an 18 inch crash and it just broke 2002 and you go to a store and pick one up, it's going to be so close. You, and you, it's still, you, I said, you almost can't tell. Two that I loved. Back, I mean, I love those symbols. Is it still that symbol? I, you know, I, I use a bunch of different lines of their symbols, but I, I would say, you know, people ask me all the time, if you had to get one set of Pisces, what should you get? Two thousand twos. They cover. They they cover everything. Amen. Uh, yeah, in every size, but they, yeah, they, they didn't say how many, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> it could use a lot. They didn't say how many. That, yes, and sticks? I've been with Vader for maybe 35, 30 years. Me too, man. Me too. Uh, good wood, it's, in fact, they're never out of reach. There you never. go. Now, in fact, I have them in my ship, my spares, just in case, you know. But, um, yeah, man, and Vader, I've been with Vader since John Dawkins was my rep. That was 80. Dawkins was my rep, too, back in the day. Come on. How cool is that? He was the best. He was. He really was the best. And, you know, the truth of the matter is I've always said I wouldn't endorse it if I wouldn't buy it. I'm the same way. If if I don't love it, I don't don't need it. You, You know what I mean? And Vader, to me. It's even more drastic than drums and cymbals because Vader sticks are so much better than everything else out there that it's not even close. Say hallelujah. It's unbelievable. It is. um, I I was with Remo. I mean, not Remo, Regal. And um, Regal tip. I used to use the 5B. I I was with Regal, you know, and... um, and I left because they just started getting so inconsistent and the sizes were different, the weights were different. You know, I used to call them up and go, did you sharpen the knife for the two Bs or whatever, two S, whatever I was using at the time? Uh, oh, no, let me check. Yeah, how'd you know? I said, because the stick is bigger. If you take metal away, you got to adjust. I mean, I'm telling stick makers that, right? Yeah, so, right. So I leave. I'm playing with Black Sabbath. I'm playing in Buffalo. They call me and go, we want to take you to lunch. Right? So I say, great. So they take me to lunch, and, and they say, why'd you leave? And I said, well, do you realize right now you had two, three different two S's on, 
for sale now. And they, I, they, I go, where's the wall? Of, where's the two S's? So they take me to a wall of two S's. I go like this. I take out two sticks. I go, look at this. They're totally different. And they keep your stick on file. So I go, where's my stick? So they take it out of a drawer with this guy and everybody's yep. sticks in there. And I go, now you got three different ones. That's why I left. They said, look, we're going to, we want you to come back. We're going to make you your own stick. You're going to get a commission. So how do you say no to that? Right? So three months, we're going back and forth with sticks. So I make it a little thicker, a little longer, blah, blah, blah. You got it right. Send me 50 pairs. See if I like them. I love them. I love them. That's awesome. Going on tour with Sabbath. I said, send me 200 pairs. Right? Right. They send them. They're this much shorter. I called them up. I go, are you guys kidding? So I was doing NAM that year, and I went. I went to uh, uh, not NAM, the Frankfurt Music Fair. Music Sabbath. Fair. I was uh, in Europe, so I was playing at the fair, and I went to all the stick companies, and they all gave me enough sticks to realize that Vader was definitely. And, and like thirty years later, it hasn't changed. No, man. Not. I, I mean, I tell you what, and I'll tell you something else that's amazing. I have bricks of sticks from when they used to pack them the old way you know now we get them with the sleeves on them and they're shrink wrap but i have boxes of them from the 90s i pull them out and they feel exactly it's unbelievable yeah how, no, it's crazy and they always you know um Alan and and Chad are the two guys, you know, obviously the guys I deal with up there, they always take care of me. I always get, it's hard for me. I can usually tell if a stick is heavier than another stick. And I, it, it really takes me some feeling to, to, to find the difference in those sticks. They're amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, roll, I roll them all, you know, and, and just, you know, tap them and 90% of them are perfect. And, um, and once they sent me seconds, they said, we're sending you seconds because we're really out of good wood at the moment. If you need sticks, we're sending you seconds. I didn't know why they were seconds. Their seconds were better than everybody else's firsts. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, 100% serious. I, I believe me, you're preaching to the choir because I did a, oh, I think it was 96, and they made me a batch of sticks for the tour. Right. And then I said, well, you know, I'd like to have some of these with the merch. And they said, well, we can't give you the good sticks for the merch. We have to give you the seconds. So you believe me, I know. And one night I don't know what happened to my stick bag or whatever it was. And I, I think it was during sound check. And I said, just run out to the merch and just grab me a couple of pairs of sticks so I can do the sound check. And it was like I was waiting to see, you know, <laughs> and yeah. then, they were awesome. Never lost a tip because I used to play nylon tips. Never, it's they're phenomenal. Just yeah, no, they're they're definitely bar none. The, the, as far as I'm concerned, the best stick company. And did you? And I, I won't say that with cymbals or drums because everybody likes what they like, but but nobody comes close to Vader. And I had heard. I don't know if this is true or not. But I had heard that Alan studied with Vic Firth to learn what he learned about bone and the hickory. And well, that sounds exciting on television, doesn't it, kids? Boning the hickory. Um, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's one of the few things I haven't done in my life. And Is bone the hickory? 
No, okay. I never bombed a hickory. All right, well, <laughs> we're going to leave that alone. My last, my, my last, uh, pedaling heads. Oh man, um, I use Aquarian drum heads. Great. I love them. I mm-hmm. love them. Um, the company is great. The heads are consistent and they sound great. Um, I, I primarily use one ply coated on, on, on all my toms and, um, either a, a, a one ply with a dot underneath on my snare or on some snares, a high energy, the, the great heads. Um, yeah, no, I, I've, I've had a couple of higher back line kits that had, you know, their heads on them. They're, they're, they, yeah, you have to be great. You can't come up against all these other companies and not, deliver. I mean, shit's getting so expensive these days. It's craziness. I don't want to buy a head and break it. You know, I saw, and I'm with Evans. I've been with Evans for a very, very long time. Great guys. A, great guys. I'm friends uh, with all those people. Steve Logan. Yeah. Great. He's, uh, I mean, you know, the, I, I've only, Steve, what would happen if we did this? What would happen if we cut a hole in the bottom here? And, and he's just, he's a blast. I get all kinds of crazy new stuff and you know because i i have my stuff set up in the studio so it's what a dream just walk in and play and you know or just a mic just a little bit but you know you know about that yeah steve's one of the nicest guys in the business great great guy and has taken me in spades i can't say enough about him and the pedal i need to know about the, the pedal oh the pedals i use are crazy man it's it's a it's a polish company called Charse Caputo. And I, it was during COVID, I was trying to reach my old pedal company, Axis, because they said they were sending me a new set of pedals, and I hadn't heard anything. And I, towards the end of COVID, I called a bunch of times, and they didn't, uh, they didn't respond. They would go, well, you know what? I'm going to look for something else. And Axis was very good to me for a lot of years. Um, so I just searched this company online and I emailed the guy, wow, your pedals look interesting, you know? And, uh, and he says, great. I love the way you play, man. I'll send you, I'll send you some pedals. And, and, uh, and I've been with this company for, I guess, three years now. Great, great. They, they're like tanks. They're built like tanks. They come in a, in a flight case <laughs> with, with, engraving on the pedals, you know, your name or whatever, whatever you want, your logo. It's amazing. It's really high end, probably the most high end pedal I've, I've seen. Definitely. The most pedal. I need to see this thing. Cause I'm, I'll tell you what I use. And, you know, I play double bass. So, you know, two kicks. And so for me, the pedals have to really be balanced. And back, back in yesteryear, I came upon this pedal called a Premier 252. I don't know if you remember it or not. Is it's that the not- one that's raised a little in the back with the ball on the top to tighten the, to the hoop? Yes, it's got the... Yeah, I got one down my basement, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the that- best clamp made. The, you know, the, the, there's well, some really good things about that pedal. That, right next to that is the little, the tension thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well... For me, when I'm playing two bass drums, depending on whether I'm feeling lefty, you know, leftish or rightish, I just put my foot on top of that thing and do it a quarter turn, and it's like magic. And that's what I've been using 
since then, I buy them online. I rebuild them. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I have one. They're great pedals. Oh my god! Well, I'm glad to know where another one is, just in case. This, uh, this, these pedals are so exact. Um, like I got four different sets of them, but um, I, the first set I screwed with them, right? And um, after I screwed them, they didn't feel as good. So I had to call Poland and go, how do you set them? What's your factory setting? So we got them back right. And then it's their default setting. And every set of pedals they've sent me after that, I don't even adjust them. Wow. Just make sure the beta height is the right height. And that's it. They're, they're, they're perfect. They're, they're, they're incredible. Work. They're like works of art almost. It's crazy. I've got to have a picture. i got to know about this. I, I've, um, and so felt beater, wood beater? These have a heavy, it's like a metal, uh, a metal head, probably a heavy aluminum with, with a plastic Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Curved plastic head. They make them with a flat head and a curved head. I don't like the way a flat head feels. Yeah. I, like the, I like the curved head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, man, I, I'd like to see those because I'm not going to try to remember how to spell that. <laughs> C-Z-A-R-C-I-E-K-O-P-Y-T-O. K-O-P-Y-T-O. It, it means the devil's hoof. I went, ah, the oh, devil's hoof. Devil's hoof. <laughs> Good. So, so man, what's, you know, tell me this, because I mean, well, the last time that we were in this, there was the last two times I remember us being in the same place was you were playing with, uh, with Buck and we were opening for you at the chance. And then of course, Nam, but what do you get to do with those? You don't get to hang out. You never get to, you know, I mean, come on, how many guys do we know? And you've been running the road for so many years. That's the whole reason I wanted to do the show because I wanted to be able to talk to my friends that, for no other reason but, hey, let's just hang out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Railway and Gun, that was 70s, right? What You know? Yeah, that was – I graduated in 73, and um, I guess I joined Railway and Gun in 71 because I was a junior in high school when I joined them. Wow, so we, well, I might have been a senior. It might have been 72. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. we I'd be on the bus going to school, hearing yeah. ads on the radio for Railway and Gun. I thought I was really cool. That's my band. Yeah. And so what happened after that? Uh, well, I played with a bunch of Long Island bands. I played with Bonnie Parker Band. I remember. Was Richie in the band then? Richie Scarlett? Richie Scarlett was in the band. <laughs> no, 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 no. Richie Squall wasn't in the band when I joined. My brother was. And oh. then I left, but I left on good terms. And I came back and I did some gigs with Richie, with Richie Scarlett when he was in the band. Because yeah, Bonnie guy, Parker uh, band. Richie was the bass player in Leslie's Mountain when, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but, you know, got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, so then Bonnie Parker, I think I, I remember that because I, you know, I remember you didn't get a lot of news about, or I didn't get a lot of news about guys, what they were doing, but there was, you know, I would hear when you did something or I remember you going, you know, you just hear the stories of, of guys and, um, but then you lose track. So 
but there, who else was there on the island? I know Barbara. I played I play with Samantha, with, with, with Johnny Gale, Neil Posner, and Seth, and uh, Stu, and all those. That's how I got the Rainbow gig, actually. Really? Richie saw me with, um, he saw me playing with Samantha. Well, he heard about me. Then he came to see me at, at Hammerheads with Samantha. and uh, Which Hammerheads? Levittown or the big Hammerheads or the little The big hammer? one. The big one. Yeah, the one on Sunrise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how amazing was that, that we were able to do that, 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 that whole... That, that whole scene, you know, think about that happening at any other time. You couldn't do it now. Yeah, no, there was just so many. That I would tell people back in the day, if you had enough money and enough gas, you can go see 20 bands on a Saturday night. Yeah. And there's no place in the world where you can do that. Back in the day, there were. You know, yeah. there were so many clubs and good bands. And you, you couldn't be a shit band and be playing. No. It was just the bar was too high, you know, and um, it, it was a great scene, you know. So you you're learning on the job, you're really learning how to play. Now nowadays, like if a you know a kid is in a band, even in a good band, they're playing three times a month. I was yeah. 17 playing four or five times a week. We were playing six nights a week for decades. So I, yeah. you know, that's where you learned it all, and it was just big difference. Yeah. Fun to just say, well, maybe I'm going to do this. What if I try this? And there was no practice. There was just playing. No rehearsal. No rehearsal. Rehearsal? What's that? Yeah. So I, remember, I remember the first time I, Leslie West asked me to play, and he asked me to find a bass player to play, which is another story. I said to him, well, okay, what about rehearsal? Hey, knows the songs. Oh, no, you know that shit. You, I used to tell him all the time. I used to go, Leslie. We should rehearse because at the end he would forget stuff. You know what I mean? But I, I would say, Leslie, you know, let's do it like at least a Zoom rehearsal, just so we could go through the arrangements. And he go, Don't worry about it, Bob. You're a professional. You know what you're doing. I got. I've told these these stories a million times, but these are two of my favorite Leslie stories. I get a call from Leslie, and he says, Steve. We need a bass player that plays like Jack Bruce. I said, you know what? I know just the guy. This is the guy. He knows the songs. The, and and name Al Nino. I don't know if you know him, but the guy's just a monster player, a super reader. I mean, just one of those guys, right? So I said, Al. Uh, and I said, Leslie, when, when is the gig? He said, tomorrow. So, okay. So we're playing, it's, it's Howard Stern's U.S. Open Source. And I had Al in the dressing room with me because Al's just like, you know, he's a musician, one of those guys. He's not somebody that knows about, you know, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so I, he's nervous. He doesn't know what to do. And Les, Leslie sticks his head in the door and he goes, Alan, his, his name's Albert. Alan, at the end of Nantucket Slay Ride, I want you to go bad, 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 No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Go bad, 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 no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Go bow, bow, bad, ah, never mind, just do it the first way and walks out. And I was like, and I, I said, what do I do? I said, whatever you want. He's not even going to remember. He was in here in five minutes. He was a great guy. He had great stories. And in his in his day, one of the best ever. 
Then let me tell you what I used to dance around. That's before there were drugs. There was there was uh, never in my life used to put on the headphones and get ready for school. And it was like man, and so to do that every night with them, that it was just come on. It was by the time I played with him, he wanted to do it so slow I couldn't even believe it. It was boom, 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 boom. I used to go, Leslie, come on. He goes, nah, it was too fast. That's the way your buddy Felix wanted it. This is the way it should have been. I went, ah, whatever. No way, man. That song is supposed to just, well, listen, you know what? And the second story is this. You know, I live in Southwest Florida, and I've been down here for a while. Leslie calls me three weeks before he passes away, and he says, Steve. I'm living in Florida now. I'm near Jacksonville. I said, great, Leslie. Welcome to Florida. How you doing? He said, I got one leg. How the fuck do you think I'm doing? That was it. That was Leslie. Leslie was, he was one of a kind. There'll never be another Leslie. Man, and I feel so fortunate. I, I have such a deep love for him, really, truly. I mean, if you... I know you've been on the chair, so I know you know what you know. But I, he, that tone was worth it. Playing those songs was freaking worth no matter what. And I had, had fun with the guy. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this, because at the time that we were working together, I was making him some money because I had some other things going on and this and that. And the other thing, and Larry, his brother says to him, Leslie, Steve is your karma. <laughs> So, you know, uh, yeah, he was a great guy. I really, I really, really, really miss him. Yeah, um, me too. He was, he was one of a kind and he didn't know how good he was. He didn't. I used well, to tell him, I used to go, Leslie, that sound. Everybody wants that sound. I even had one of the amps, the old son, Coliseum PA heads, you know, he's a, he goes, Bobby, he goes, that was your buddy Felix's idea of a good sound. It wasn't mine. It's too distorted. I go, too distorted. People are still trying to get that sound. Are you kidding? Well, you know, he told me a story once. You know, we, uh, I've been through, you know, I, I was on and off with him for years. And, and we were friends. I, you know, we really were friends. We did Christmas presents or birthday presents every once in a while. And he was just, he was Leslie. And, um... I said to him one night, one night, I said, man, listen, I said, I know you don't like people telling you how much they enjoy what you're playing. I said, but man, how did, you know, I said, the vibrato, it's, it's my favorite. How did you develop the vibrato? Do you know the answer to this? He said, I was trying to imitate Clapton and it didn't work. Well, no, that's, that, no, he loved Clapton. He said he used to lock himself in the room and just, Listen to Clapton, and but he really didn't. I don't. I honestly, because the I'm not going to mention names, but the guys that he thought were cool from today's genre, I told him, Leslie, a lot of these people they couldn't shine your shoes. I go, if they came up when you came up, you came up with Beck, you came up with Jimmy Page, you came up with Clapton, Hendrix, and you were still revered by all of these people. And and as and as unique as any one of those in his own way, absolutely, the most melodic, sing-songy, 
heavy <laughs> shit you ever heard. I, you know, I can sing and try to play every one of those solos. Yeah, no absolutely. Singer. They're stuck in your, they're burned in your head. It's not just, it's just not notes. It's, it was like, yeah, yeah I read, I read an article in, in Hit Parade or one of those magazines when I was a kid. It was a Jeff Beck article. And Jeff said, well, I just went to see Leslie West and I went backstage to take, and, and, made sure I told him he was the greatest guitar player in the world. I read that. I didn't make, I mean, why would I make it up? But you, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was great. You know, I got pictures of him jamming at Angano's with Jimi Hendrix playing bass. I have that picture too. I like, uh, unbelievable. 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 Yeah, he was and great. I, I have a picture of him, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> When we were doing England, we were, you know, you know, the run and we were heading down to do the Shepherd's Bush Empire. And I said, you know, Leslie, John doesn't live that far from, you know, from here. We're on our way down from the north and we were cutting through where and Whistle's house was. I said, if you want, I'll call him. We can stop by and say hello. I said, yeah, OK, OK. And John's house was like. It was absurd. Uh, you know, 53 rooms, 50 acres. It was just, it was the house for the rock stars of the 70s. And we pull in the, pull in the driveway and there's, he's got suits of armor. And I mean, if, you know, and it's just, you know, right? You know. And Wesley goes, holy shit, Steve. And he's just a fucking bass player. <laughs> 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 oh great that's Leslie man that's yeah, Leslie and, and then you know they were they, but they really it was the only time you know John loved to show his stuff off and when you live in the Cotswolds I, you know there's not not like your neighbor Steve Winwood was John's neighbor but it took 20 minutes to get to his house right you know? right yeah 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 so it's not like hey John how you doing you know you're not walking down it's not like the city right yeah. and uh, so John, you know, he had an awesome guitar collection and he really could show Leslie, you know, here's this and this is, a, you know, he had like the number three Explorer and the number two uh, Flying V. I mean, just ridiculous guitars. And he just had so much fun showing them to Leslie. And it just it, the, the look on Leslie's face, it was so normal and almost childlike to watch him enjoy what, you know, because it's. It was great. It was really yeah. great. And then he says, John, come up and play. Right? We're, we're playing the Shepherd's Bush Empire that night. And so John comes up. And what does he do? He starts, you really got me. <laughs> Which means John's going to play. Ba -da 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 -da. Ba -da -da. <laughs> but, but you know what? It, it was Leslie and, and truly we were both, man, we both know something a lot of guys will never know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and, and, and anybody that missed him growing up or missed Mountain, they really missed something special. Because I was starting a band with Felix Papalardi. Really, right before he died, I was in Rainbow, and uh, Felix Papalardi, the singer Jeff Fenholt, who was in Jesus Christ Superstar as Jesus on Broadway, he knew Felix, and he set up a jam with me and my brother. Felix and Jeff, and we played together a few times. It was like magic. And, wow. Felix, was, and Felix was like, we're going to do this. We are going to do this. 
And uh, I said, well, after this next Rainbow Tour, let's do it, you know? And um, that's when she killed him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Gail. But I'm sure Leslie told you those stories, too, about the trial and all that stuff. And, you know, you can't, you don't, this is the stuff that people just don't get to hear because, you know. She called her lawyer before she called 911, so it wasn't an accident. (laughs) You know, it's, but, hey, you know, whatever. It's, uh, you know, the, the thing that I'm happy about is maybe Leslie died a little too soon. But he died with every note on the fingerboard right where it was supposed to be. It wasn't like, ah, oh, yeah. He didn't, he didn't really suffer, you know what I mean? I mean, he had it hard, you know, when he lost the leg. And um, and um, when he lost the leg, I had, uh, I had texted him Merry Christmas, you know, because, and I hope you're feeling okay. And he says, and, and then he, he called me, he goes, Bobby, I'm playing at BB Kings. I was just gonna do it with uh, with our bass player Rev. I go. I says, how could you play Mountain with just you and the bass player? I said, I'll come down and I'll play for free. Oh, I, I can't pay you because it's not in the budget. I said, don't worry about it, Leslie. I'll come. We actually rehearsed, you know, and you know, so I did my first gig with Leslie for free, and um, it, it it was still, you know, even. He wasn't at a hundred percent, but his fifty percent was better than most people's hundred fucking. Percent. Yeah, man. I mean, I've got shows that we did. We did Carlsham, uh, you know, the big festival in Sweden, and I'm lucky enough to have some videotapes of those things. And man, when he was, I had something from South Shields, or somebody sent me something. I don't even remember where it was, but there are nights when it was so freaking good. Yeah, and even if there were moments that reminded you, there he is, that's him. Listen to those notes, you get chills. Yeah. You know, but it was the hardest gig I ever did because he followed no arrangement. I had a, I'm looking at him like a fucking mook the whole night because I couldn't take my eyes off him. Because I can't, what am I going to do? Be right? I got to follow him. Can't be right. I'm, I'll tell you another funny story. We're doing Nantucket sleigh ride, right? And he can't remember the turnaround. He can't remember. And so we just keep going back and forth to bam, and and it's like, and I'm screaming over the drum set. How many times we went around? It was like craziness. But hey, you know what? That's that's rock and roll. <laughs> that's rock and roll. You know, I had a big fight with him. He always, in I think it was theme. It's just an upbeat. You know, and he he would say, "Bobby, you screwed that part up." You know, and if I made a mistake, I got no problem saying, "I made a mistake." Sorry. I go, Leslie, I didn't make a mistake. I go, it's just an upbeat. You're looking at it like it's a fucking Mahavishnu part. It's not in 17, three and a half. I go, it's just an upbeat. He goes, I've been doing it for 40 years. I said, then you've been doing it wrong for 40 years. And I said, you know what? You never sang that song. Felix sang that song. Maybe that's why you didn't screw it up then. Oh, we would have fights? Oh, God. You're cracking me up because... We, he wants to do Crossroads, right? 
Now we all know it's right. I mean, that's just what it is. And no matter how fast you play it, how slow you play it, it's and one, and that's what it is. And he says to me, "You're doing a hi hat in the wrong place." I said, "He, he was always like that. He was oh, always like he was really in the beginning. He was really hard on me, you know. And I just got used to it, you know. And um, and then then it became cool. He would actually let me write out the sets. What do you think, Bob? Who should what should we start with? Um, but in the beginning, well, he. He had to have, he had to have somebody to beat up on. <laughs> he just did, you know. And was, you know, I'm a- was I quit. I quit on him. I quit um, when we played a gig that was like um, an overnight gig that was like five hours away, and he tried to give me the same expense money he gives me. You know, when it's a go home night, you know what I mean, and an hour away, you know? So I says, Leslie, that's not right. He goes, he goes, Bobby, I heard about you. You're cheap. You're cheap. That's your reputation. I said, fuck you. I quit. You quit. You quit. And he starts screaming at me and we wound up making up like six months later, but uh, we had some big blowout fights, but I loved them. I really loved them. I made him cry. <laughs> oh boy. My wife is sitting over here. Well, she because he said the same thing he, to me. He, 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 he says the same thing. Well, I said, <laughs> I, I went to the tour manager, you know, the tour manager, Joe, the tour manager, and I said, do we have our PD? Is it, is it a buyout or is it, a, you know, or is it a meal? No, uh, there's nothing tonight. There's nothing tonight. Really? Did you get anything? Well, yeah. Well, what do you mean there's nothing tonight? So I go and I get into it with Leslie. I said, Leslie, you know, you stiffen us out of whatever it was, 40 bucks? Ah, you cheap fuck. I was going to do something nice for the road crew, but now you got to come along and ruin it. And he starts getting into me. We have to drive for a long, long way. It was you, Richie. It was me, Richie, and Dean, and Leslie in the car, right? And Leslie's in the front seat in the passenger seat. I'm directly behind him. Richie's to my left. Dean is driving. And he's telling me, you cheap fuck. I played your fucking club. And you this, that, and the other thing. And I said to him, you know, it's not my fault. You can't draw a crowd with a pencil. And I mean, it's going back and forth and back and forth. And he says, he says, what are you going to do? You're going to beat me up like Corky Lang? And I said, you motherfucker. And I start pounding my fist on the back of the headrest. And it starts to bend. And he's reeks. We stop in front of him in the hotel. He runs out. I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. <laughs> runs into the place. Said, call I said, call him. Call, call him. And so I go into Richie's room. I can't. I, Richie was the bass player at the time. I'm too freaking torqued yeah, up. Yeah. I'm walking back and forth and all of a sudden I, I hear and it's Leslie wearing that giant white T-shirt that he used to wear. You remember the, the freaking dress? And he's he's got his head down. I mean, I was like just livid. He just, because, you know, he went nuts. And, and he's crying. And he goes, I'm so sorry. And I said, okay, no problem. I hugged him. And he turned into a, you know, nine-year-old kid for a second and then ran away. <laughs> but if you ever see... If you ever see Richie Scarlet, just say, is it true that Steve made Leslie cry? 
Oh, I'm gonna call him. <laughs> you gotta call him. You gotta call him. It's uh, man, you can't make uh, Bobby. Jesus, it's uh, what? This is amazing, dude. Listen, um, I have so much other stuff to talk to you about, and and we didn't scratch nearly the surface, but I'm. So glad that we, I'm sure Angus sent you the questions and we'll do all those because I'm sure you've got great answers to the questions, but it really is so good to sit and just talk stuff. Yeah, with. It was, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm yeah. going to, uh, I got a jam tonight. I do a jam every Tuesday and yeah. Randy Jackson's playing guitar at the jam tonight with me. So it's going to be, it's going to be great. And, um, yeah, he's great. Well, listen, you know, I mean, if you want, is there a website? Because there's people watching. Is there, you know, I'm all about promoting. Is there something? Yeah, I'll, no, we just do it on yeah. Facebook, you know, because we have like five guitar players that rotate with me and the ba me and the same bass player, Rob DiMartino. And um, and Randy's on tonight. You know, he's we do Randy about every five weeks. He's That's great. great. Where, where is it? In case anybody's down at Club yeah. Cadiz. Cool. Oh, that's awesome, man. I, I'm... You know, you should still be playing, bro. You're still a kid. You look great. And I gotta, I gotta play. You I, know? You. I mean, I teach, I, I teach a lot when I'm home, but, but and I practice. But you got to be on stage, and everything's yeah. mic'd up there. It's like a nice sounding room. And yeah, I know, I know. Well, listen, you know, we're gonna we're gonna cross again. But are you ready for the for the do or die career ending questions? All right, go ahead. Okay, I know you've been around the world. I know where you've been. I know most of the places. Favorite restaurant on the road when you're going to Singapore? I can't okay. wait. Okay, if you're going, to, if you want the best restaurant in the world, you got to go to Tokyo, uh -huh. and you got to go to Serena's. Serena's is a shabu shabu restaurant, mm -hmm. very high end. It's like I couldn't even. I know I couldn't afford the bill if I got it. Mister Udo would always. Always okay. take us there. And he goes, Bobby, you're gonna really love Serena's. It's a beautiful place. So you you know you know what shabu shabu is? Yeah, sure. Thin sliced beef and you dip it in the water and it cooks right in front of you. And that's that's got to be that's got to be number one. Okay, well I would I would have to agree with you. I I uh, I did it. You know I did the Tokyo meal with the promoter and it's a great one. You know. Okay, here we go. Next up. This this can go all the way back to railway and gun, all the way forward to whatever's coming next. Set list comes out. There it is. Your favorite song to play live. What's that song? You know, it's kind of weird because it's not one of my songs. It, it would probably be Stargazer by Rainbow. Oh, cool. Because I love the intro. I loved Cozy. We were good friends. Uh, I love the song. Maybe maybe that's a that's a real hard one, but I would say Stargazer. Just because it's got the coolest drum intro, maybe ever. You know, I won't be over to give you the tattoo for like another three weeks, so you could change your mind if you need to. Okay, so this comes out. There it is. Don't ever want to play this fucking song again. What is that song? It might be Superstition. Oh, really? It's a great song. It is a great song. But it's been done to death at every jam. Like I, I, I think I outlawed it at my jam. You're not allowed. But, but somebody snuck it in just a week ago, and I wanted to kill him. But um, because I play the first, like me and Randy tonight, we'll play for an hour with Rob, and then we let people come up, and we have a different guitar player and a different bass player run the jam. So every once in a while, it, it sneaks through the cracks. But 
I, maybe superstition. I get it. I get not it. really. That's the one everybody would know that I don't like. So yeah, well, that makes sense. That that makes sense. And then you could have something clever to say if anybody calls it. That's you know, listen. It could be knock on wood. It could be Mustang Sally. It could be in it. Well, Mustang Sally's been outlawed, <laughs> but it's been outlawed so long that I almost wouldn't mind playing it again. You know what I mean? Brown Eyed Girl. What about Brown Eyed Girl? That is the most despised song on the list. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's a little, that's a little too fruity for me. Twenty-three, I think, twenty-three people uh, yeah. have said Brown Eyed Girl. Ah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Poor Van Morrison. I'm sure he's hurt, but you know. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see now. Drums and man, not just drums. Excellent drums for your whole life. But if you couldn't play that, and you had to shred at any other instrument. Trumpet, ice bell, anything in the world. No, not ice bell because you're a drummer. Uh, harp, any instrument. What would you? What would you want to? What would I? What, what would I pick if I wasn't a drummer? Hmm? Yeah, I'd be the guitar player, so I could be a miserable bastard to everybody. I could be the loudest guy in the room, and I'd probably make more money. That's an easy one. That's very funny, man. I mean, you know, I, I'm tempted to tell some guitar player jokes, but I think maybe we'll save those. No, I played with some of the best guys I know who you in the world, with. you know, um, and, and, and some of them are like some of the nicest guys in the world, but they're also the quirkiest, most of them, the craziest, you know. You know but you know what? Uh, if you can't play drums, the coolest thing I think would be playing lead guitar. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, or or being an uh, you know an amazing singer, maybe that could be cool. But yeah, you know, your voice could go. You know what I mean? I, I never heard a guitar player say, "I can't play tonight. I got a cold." You, no, you know what I mean? Right. Yes, I do. I do. Although I once had the pleasure of watching Jeff Beck tape his thumb up so no one would ask him to jam at a NAM show at the Celebrity Theater. So I said uh, he was with Van Halen. I said, Eddie. Is he okay? He said, yeah, he just doesn't want to play tonight. Dude, got a white surgical tape going. Okay. Um, wow. All right. So let's see. Um, uh, did you know, I mean, did you know that I did a week in Rainbow? I heard something, but I really don't. It's I really don't know much about it. I, but you know, listen, we're going to stay connected. I, I'm, I'm really grateful that we had this time. I'll tell you the story. You know, it's it's a week, so you get it. You know what I mean? I was there for a week in the studio, but it was it was a blast. And Roger, I'm still friends with. I love that guy. Um, Joe Lynn, of course. David, you know, those are the guys that were in when I was. Uh, but anyway, we have we have a lot. Man, our history is so like this, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, all right, so here's the last question before I let you go for dinner. Um. If you could play one gig with anybody or any combination of guys, living or dead, who would it be? That's fucking easy, man. That's easy. Anybody that, any drummer that doesn't say Led Zeppelin that's a rock drummer isn't a good rock drummer. I would love to play with Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that would be cool. Case that's closed. Not, not Hendrix? Not, not a Hendrix thing for you? I loved Hendrix, but if you want to play rock and roll drums... That's well, right. the seat. That's the seat. There is no other, obviously. You know, I saw them open for Iron Butterfly. I went to see Iron Butterfly at the film world. And I was too young to go. My father brought me and my brother to see Iron Butterfly. And Bill Graham comes out and goes, the move canceled. 
The move was guys from ELO and became ELO. And we got this new band from Led Ze- uh, from England called Led Zeppelin. I remember going to my father. Which one's Led? I thought it was like a name of a country group, Led Zeppelin. Then they came out, and two minutes into it, I said to my father, I go, Dad, these guys are better than the guys we came to see. You know? And it was it was like, hello. You know, it was... Well, I, I listen, you know, we saw, we and we had the opportunity to see the great bands. I saw Queen open for Mata Hoople at the Eurosphere. Wow. You know, but, hey, man, listen, I, I, I could talk to you all night, and I probably will. I'll call you after the show. Uh, this has been fantastic, Bobby. Say, and say hey to Teddy for me, please. You know, I will. I will. Uh, and, and of course, Jackson. He was, uh, had him on just a couple of nights ago. He was my very first guest. And uh, and he's my what's up? yeah and my one hundredth guest. He, you know, Randy's like he's you know you use him. Got him. Great guy, great guy. Anyway, man, thank you for your time, brother. Um, lots of love to you, and I hope I see you out there soon. Okay, great. Take care. So long, Lori. Take care. Take Thanks care. for having me. Thanks for being here, man. See you soon. Bye. How cool was that? I don't know if I've ever had a chance to talk with Bobby one-on-one for that long and about that cool stuff. He knows his stuff. Collector and right on the front lines playing. Anyway, you know how it goes. If I don't see you in the future, I'll see you in the pasture, but I'm sure I'll see you out there. And I hope I'll see you next week for another episode of Rock and Roll Show and Tell.